You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. If you enjoy listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to this show. We love to hear your thoughts and feedback and want to continue to provide content that you love. Thanks in advance for a five-star review. Welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. Today, we're going to have an interview between me and Miss Ashonda Davis, a wealth management advisor, author, and awesome dynamic woman who's helping people with their finances. I hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation where we dive into how she's helping men so that she can help build up dynamic households and other things she's doing in the financial space to ensure that her clients have a successful financial journey. We talk about everything from life insurance to her money story. So I hope this is an episode that you love and will share with anyone else that you think would enjoy the content and appreciate the tips too. Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have special guest, Miss Ashonda M. Davis. She is a wealth management advisor, best-selling author, speaker, and financial coach with a unique approach to serving clients. Her passion led her to create a practice specializing in serving ambitious business owners. Ms. Davis has her MBA, is a Series 6 and 63 investment license, and has 10 years in the insurance industry. She not only ranked Agent of the Year in 2017 in her Atlanta-based firm, but she also was the first woman and first woman of color to break the production record in 2018. Ms. Davis has been featured on an Essence Magazine panel, contributes articles to both Essence Magazine and Black EOE Journal, and is helping her community daily. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing and it is such an honor to be here with you, Aquania. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you could be a guest on the show because I am also in the financial services space as a licensed life insurance agent. And I like to talk to other women in this space about wealth building tips because I think it's helpful for the Black community to hear from as many perspectives as possible. So I am so glad you accepted the invitation to collaborate on this conversation we're about to have and give my audience an opportunity to learn more about you. Absolutely. And it's generous of you to have me in this space where we both occupy. So thank you again. You're welcome. (laughs) So I want to know more about you and your start, because on the show, we like to share an entrepreneur's journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to know, what was money like for you when you were growing up? Yes. So let me first say that there's always this lens that we all look at um, having come from money, right? And so there's this mental blueprint that is either seated in us consciously or subconsciously. And for me, where it shows up and where it began was with my grandmother. Every visit to my grandmother's house, for some reason, she blessed us with money, right? Um, But also during our times with her, she always had money in her wallet and she kept her, her wallet in her bosom, which represented to me that money was to be kept close to you. 
but she also had money spread all throughout the house. Just change everywhere, <laughs> right? And so, yet she only invited a few people to her home. Once again, a closed knit. But I'm going to tell you, there's a couple of defining moments that were really pivotal for me. Um, two with my parents. I remember walking down our winding steps of our home around the age of 13 or 14. And I go into the kitchen and I see my parents with papers sprawled up everywhere on the table. And I asked them what they were doing. And they said, we're paying our bills. Now, I don't know what 13, 14 year old asked if I can help, but I was that one, Aquania, who said, can I help? And literally I did. And so my father turned this little book around told me to write out certain names on the uh, on the book and come to find out it was a checkbook, right? And so for me, I remember seeing them manage their money, but I also remember Christmases where we had multiple gifts and other Christmases where we had very few. So for me, money was this thing that A, we kept very close to us, B, it came and it went, right? But C, you try to manage it as, as well as you can. The unfortunate thing was I didn't have anyone to teach my parents nor me how to multiply it. That's deep. And you know what's funny? I have a similar story where when I was a kid um, raised by a single mom, my mom used to let me write checks for the lunch money that I would have to get to go to school. Yeah. And that's how I learned how to what goes on a check. But yeah. then also she would make me balance the checkbook. She would say, every time you write a check, you need to deduct it in the, in the balance so I know how much is in the account. And yeah. that was my introduction to knowing how much money you always have yes. and making sure you're not overspending. And yeah. it's sad because now you rarely write checks. It's this thing like, you know, I brought it up to my son one day and he said, what are checks? I only know the card that you swipe. <laughs> And um, why would anyone write on a piece of paper and give it to someone else as currency? Yeah. Like he said things like this to me. And yeah. so I've still tried to teach him what a check is and why it can be valuable. But you have to teach differently because so many people see the swipe action and they just assume it's this endless pot of money. Mm -hmm. And I had to explain to him that there has to be money on the other side of the transaction. That's Otherwise, it doesn't go through. But what resonated with me with what you just said was the last part where you said teaching you how to multiply mm -hmm. your money. Mm -hmm. So now that kind of leads me to my next question. You are a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to pursue that particular career field? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a registered investment advisor as well as a wealth advisor. And one of the main reasons why and you'll hear me reference my parents often right? They are the crust of my story. They are the center of my story. And it was about 12 years ago. I just simply realized that, again, my parents did some phenomenal things. They, they built their first home, four, four bedrooms, three baths. And, and yet there were successes and there were these inefficiencies, right? There were times in the home, unfortunately, we either didn't have hot water or the air conditioner went out and we, was, and we were hot in the house, right? And so that taught me to seek out help early because I realized that no one really came to help my father manage money, right? Um, seek out ways to increase the, the income that he was earning, but then also how 
do you invest as a beginner, right? With a family of five, how do you do all of that? And so I said, if I sought out a financial advisor early, then I will have a higher success rate, right? Because each generation should be doing better than the previous generation, right? But I was met with working with three mainstream American financial advisors and investors. And they sent me out of their offices, each one basically saying, good luck. And the reason why I realized now, didn't know it then, was that here I was a 27-year-old, 29-year-old, 32-year-old. Remember, I met with three, right? And I wasn't their ideal client. I didn't have a six-figure income at that time. I didn't have a portfolio where grandma and granddad handed down a trust fund for them to manage. So there wasn't very much that they thought they could do for me by helping me to manage my money and then scale my learning so that when I caught up professionally and financially, I could execute certain financial tips and strategies that they would have obviously you know, shared with other professionals. So there was this voice inside of me after that third one that said, Ashonda, if you don't see it, be it. And so that's what got me into the thinking that there is definitely more to budgeting. <laughs> it's important, but there's more to it. How do we multiply this? How do we use compound the compounding effect to our advantage? And so I just began on this journey of learning for myself and then learning to impact my community. Because again, nobody was helping my father. No one knocked on the door of my brother's house. Who was going to help if I didn't? I love that. That's such a powerful story. If you don't see it, be it. I love it. I'm so glad you followed that vision. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I found really interesting is we were chatting before this yeah. podcast interview. And in our discussion, you were very transparent in that you aspire to help men, right? And then married couples, especially. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what, why do you have a preference for working with men? And how does that help the overall Black family in building the men up first? Did you know that over 75% of the financial advisors out here primarily target, again, your dentists, your doctors, and your athletes? Who is targeting the hardworking professional man who has maybe had five years in business and has achieved certain levels of success, but may have not achieved as much as they would like, right? Who's helping the engineer and the IT professional who makes 75, 100,000? They still have a family, so they still have high um, expenses, but who's helping them? And so again, my father was one I thought to myself, I'll never recall, I'll never forget now, I always recall thinking, if someone had helped him, I might have had seed capital to, to launch my business. If someone had helped him, we might have been able to start a legacy fund for my nieces and nephews, right? And so I realized that inadvertently, just by helping the kings in our community, by association, I'm going to be helping my queens. And even though I don't have any children yet, and, and but yet I have nieces and nephews, I'll be helping those princesses and those princes in our community to really have more of an opportunity than what you and I may have started out with. 
I love that. Yes. Helping our kings is also helping our queens. That's beautiful. Thank you. So I want to ask you some tips because this podcast is also a learning platform and we want to empower our listeners with tips that they can execute. So what are some of your best tips for someone starting on their financial journey? Number one, um, I'm going to encourage everyone to get my book called Wealth Over Riches, 10 Principles to Shift from Looking Rich to Building Wealth Habits. And that's where I want to start, right? First and foremost, I chose that title intentionally because I hope that I hope to really uh, inspire your listeners to transition from accumulating consumer goods, name brand titles that doesn't have your last name associated with it, and instead acquire relationships and resources that really feed and fuel your life, your lifestyle, and your passion. And that's the difference between riches. Those are material items. Wealth, I have an acronym for it really quickly. Wealth stands for wisdom. E stands for emotional stability. Your um, A stands for accumulating assets, right? L stands for loving relationships. T stands for true spirituality, being in tune. And that H stands for, for healthy living and lifestyle. Well, the point of what I'm saying as far as the tips are concerned is realize once again, number one, have a mental shift around acquiring assets and relationships, right? You get around the right people, it helps to fuel you. You'll never be out of, um, you'll never run out of opportunities when you have the right relationships, right? If you have more assets growing for you, those assets, once again, are compounding and they are actually accumulating. But then number two, I speak to three principles. Many of us don't really understand what the word principles mean. And if you don't mind, I want to take a moment. Principles mean that there are fundamental truths that serve as the foundation for a system of beliefs and behaviors, right? And when we realize that there are certain financial principles that we should all be attuned to, then we can elevate our standard of living just by implementing those principles. I want to share three with you real quick. The first one is realize that money is a tool and a resource designed to help you live life and help you live it more abundantly. But now there's a a balance to that, right? The second principle is live below your means, though. And it might sound like an oxymoron. It's just saying acquire as much abundance as possible, but it doesn't mean that you have to spend it all. And the third principle that my clients absolutely love is to build a financial floor that you cannot fall through. And we would have to take some time to really unpack that, but it looks like having a peace of mind fund. We don't want to invoke an emergency. So let's call it a peace of mind fund. It just sits over there should you need it, right? It also entails having maybe disability insurance. You can help with that, right? Make sure that income is coming in no matter whether you are hurt, injured, or ill, right? And then also make sure that you have uh, passive income that you are either starting or that you have scaled to work for you. So again, those tips are shift your mindset from consumerism to acquiring assets and realize that principles can serve you in your financial journey. 
I absolutely love those. Those are some excellent tips. And what really resonated with me, you said a lot, so let's unpack it a little bit. But um, definitely most people don't even realize the importance of disability insurance because it's not pushed in the market and visibly noticeable as much, I I believe. So I'm always empowering my clients to think about life insurance and disability insurance because you, most people in their lifetime may face a period of sickness or injury, making them unable to work. And disability insurance is what kicks in when you have it to fill in that financial gap at that time. But the other thing you said that is so important, but people don't always focus on it, is surrounding yourself around the right people. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting that you said that because today I actually put out a verse, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. That's Proverbs 13, 20. And that really just signifies when you surround yourself by the right people, they're going to help you level up but they're going to encourage you too. Mm-hmm. When you surround yourself by the wrong people, you might be in the same position they are for years and years to come. And that might hold you back a long time in your financial journey mm-hmm. because you're not surrounding yourself around the right people to push you along, to push you to that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything you said because it's just so important to remember the basic things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. But having a financial floor that is strong enough to sustain you, to hold you, that peace of mind fund. I love that. Sometimes reframing how we refer to things can make a big difference in how we react when we need to respond and also how we act, how we react and how we act. So I absolutely love that. And I love that peace of mind fund. Yes. Everyone needs a peace of mind, especially when things may not go as you planned. So I absolutely love that. So, um, and we did get a chance to talk about your book. So guys, check out her book, Wealth Over Riches. It's a great read. I think um, it's helpful to read different perspectives on financial um, literacy and also tips to help you build wealth. So I'm definitely going to leave a link to that in the show notes. But I um, want you to kind of give a little bit more into what type of services that one can find if they come to you, just in case somebody wants to work with you, what do they need to do? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, realize that one of the things that makes me unique as a wealth advisor, a registered investment advisor, and a certified financial coach, okay, is that I understand and assist my clients with the distinctions between finances and a financial plan, okay? And so when we sit down and have a financial strategy session or discovery consultation, we first help our clients to complete a 360 degree lens look at everything from money management, saving strategies, the most efficient and effective way to minimize and or eliminate your debt. But then also how do we increase your credit score in the next six months by 100 to 200 points, right? Um, So that's all specific to advanced financial plan. I'm sorry, advanced uh, personal finances. But on the other hand, and one of the things that I I realized was there were a lot of people like Dave Ramsey teaching about, you know, money, uh, baby steps, right? And then you have all of these other gurus who are speaking to finances, but you have very few people who bring the two together. And so when I speak to financial planning, now 
this is where we began to introduce the concept of retirement planning. We, we introduced the concept of a 10-year investment strategy. We also look at using risk management or insurance products that are more elevated than the norm, right? So I remember as a, as a kid being at my grandmother's house and the insurance man, the life insurance man coming and collecting her premium, right? But when she passed, she had probably five different policies anywhere that anywhere from two to maybe 5,000 in face amount or death benefit. But who's there teaching us about concepts and strategies like the Rockefeller method? Who, who is there teaching us how to use permanent life insurance as a cornerstone vehicle to have access to liquidity, be able to take money from in a tax-free manner? Who is there helping us to, to show us how to position even life insurance inside of a trust when each child is born in your family to create legacy wealth? Who's, who's there teaching us those principles and strategies? And so those are the types of things that I do with my clients. For me, it's really being at the center of their financial lives, both now and 20 years from now, because life is dynamic and so should your financial plan. Absolutely. Life is dynamic and so should your financial plan. Absolutely agree with all of that. As a life insurance producer, I do assess someone's financial situation and we look at permanent and term life insurance options. But for those who can do it, permanent life insurance provides access to tax-free dollars, uh, enough money to create your own bank in some instances, and a great way to protect your family. So I love how you brought that up because that's definitely something I use for my clients as well. And there is a book about the strategy that you alluded to, um, What Would the Rockefellers Do? I can drop a link to that as well, but that talks more about the leveraging of permanent life insurance to build access for families to create businesses, to um, contribute to education and buying homes and other assets that you can use um, and get through the cash value that life insurance can provide. So that's, that's really, really good. So the name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money. So this is my signature question I ask all my guests. What is your purpose for money? So for me, money is a tool. Right. It's a very important tool and I value it and I respect it. OK, but it's a tool. It's no different than a tool. When I say this, please kind of understand the juxtaposition. Right. There are various tools that we use to fix our vehicles. There are tools in our kitchens. Right. To prepare our meals. Um, but the interesting part about money and finance is that when you do give it a high level of intentionality, purpose, respect, then you can use it to be a blessing and not be a burden on someone. You can use it to create a life for yourself. You can use it to live life on your own terms. And that's what I, that's what I use this tool for, right? Um, I want to be able to make sure that I'm using these tools to also impact my nieces and my nephews, my community, right? And so it's a powerful tool and it's a tool. Nothing less, nothing more, but it's definitely meant to be respected. 
Love it. Miss Davis, this has been an awesome conversation. I'm so glad I had an opportunity to interview you for the Purpose of Money podcast. Before we depart, I want you to please let my listeners know how can they find you? Give us your website and any tags on social media where we can follow you. So for your listeners who want to gain free content, they may want to have access to my online my online course or purchase my book, you can definitely go to my website and that's ashondadavis.com, A-S-H-A-U-N-D-A, davis.com. On Facebook, you can find me at Ashonda Davis, but on IG, you can find me at official Ashonda M. Davis. My social media manager did it, not me. So forgive me. It's long, but again, it's official Ashonda M. Davis. But I do want to put this out there as well. For those affluent-minded Black men, women, and couples who are interested in dominating in all aspects of their financial plan, you know, I want them to go to you for life insurance, disability insurance. But there are other aspects that relate to your investment strategies that can be coupled with all of the solutions that you put in place Um, If that's you, seek me out, not only on my website, but to schedule a 30-minute complimentary consultation so that we can really unpack where you are and where you need to go in addition to where you're sending them. So I want to make sure to offer that to all of your listeners as well. Thank you so much. This this is a blessing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Guys, if you like this episode, please remember to share it with those who need to hear it too. Leave a comment where you're listening and a great five-star review. Until next time, keep building generational wealth. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.